Good lord. Uh. Oh yeah. It's what he's not playing, as you don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hearing it now. Jolly Rancher, Razzle Dazzle, Ring a Ding, Plastic Bag, Banana FM for Eternity. I got your money. I got your fucking money, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, oh my Jesus God Christ! Wow, kidding, are we Tom, ready? To, are we ready to do this? Yes. Uh, everybody, <laughs> well, wow! Welcome to another exciting edition of the Film Thugs Movie Show. Oh. He is Clarkson. Mm. I, as ever, am Jim, and we just watched the shit out of the killing of a Chinese bookie. <laughs> so you know what that means. It's time for the Film Thugs. Oh god damn. Um Barbaric. Uh welcome as we discuss Staring into the Depths of the Abyss by John Cassavetes. It's a good thing I've had trouble sleeping. Yeah. And had injuries uh-huh. through this entire Cassavetes yeah. sojourn. Uh-huh. <clears throat> as to avoid drinking uh-huh. any of that scotch. The pepper scotch, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. The pepper scotch yeah. collection. <laughs> Given to us by the American Spaghetti Council. Yeah, the oh, Excuse yeah, me, National yeah. Spaghetti Council. What, Nash, am I, what, yeah. what am I talking about? For more information about the National Spelling Council, please spaghetti. write the National Spe- Spaghetti Council, <laughs> P.O. Box 127, Pueblo, Colorado. Because uh, if I had broken yeah. the seal on any of this, oh, yeah. I don't think I'd ever stop. No, no, no. The, man, Cassavetes is real good at just <laughs> showing you the... Cr- as we, Crushing banality <laughs> of life. Are there still marks on the side of my either side of my face from the fingers? Essentially, yeah. Going, look, look, look. He's like Pinhead. Yeah, yeah. Look, this it's is not hell. This is hell. Yeah, this is where you're in. You're already there. Oh, God. we have such sights to show you. Yeah, this is um, <laughs> fucking hell, dude. Okay, I, this is the collection of sawdust. Let's discuss it for an hour and a half. I don't dislike any of these Casavetti's movies. <laughs> no, but they're, none are ones that I'm like I want to watch this again. But they're all a very, very uncomfortable conversation yeah. with your dad, yes. who's been dead for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little <laughs> it's a little disturbing. It really is. It's and just so. I, I know last last week I freaked out a little bit about everything and everything yeah. got a little too real. Oh yeah. I, I even went with a smaller coffee. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it was just a little too Maybe charged up. A little bit, yeah. No, no, nope. no, not at all. Woman under the influence was harrowing but very engaging. This was Hmm. My God. Well let's Thank let's good, discuss good the disparate elements here. First off, uh the plot, as it were. It this is over two hours long. And I'm sorry, it is it does not need to be. <laughs> yeah, it clocks in at 135 minutes. Chinga. The 19 oh, the 1978 version's 108 minutes. I should have looked at that <laughs> beforehand. Um, no, I need it all. So let's uh, let's go ahead and look at what the description of this is. 
John Cassavetes engages with film noir in his own with his own in his own imitable style with the killing of a Chinese bookie. Ben Gazzara por- brilliantly portrays a gentleman's club owner, Cosmo Vitelli, desperately committed to maintaining a facade of suave gentility despite the seediness of his environment and his own unhealthy appetites. When he runs afoul of loan sharks, Cosmo must carry out a terrible crime or lose his way of life, memorizing mesmerizing and idiosyncratic. The film is a provocative in examination of masculine identity. It is presented here in two versions. Uh, the uh, Cassavetti's original 76 edit and his 1978 one, nearly 30 minutes shorter. I think had we gone with the shorter one, I, we would have missed the, the banality. <laughs> I think we would have missed the day-to-day crushing banality of it. Um, <laughs> oh, no. It's, the, uh, John lingers. Yeah. John really likes does. to linger. He really does. Like, Every scene needs to breathe. In the Cassavetti's verse, it is just, uh, you have to be aware. Breathe, stretch, of, yeah. take a nap, yeah. make a sandwich. You have to feel the stillness of the air on every set. Stay just, for the weekend. Say yeah. you're going to leave Sunday afternoon, but, but not leave until like yeah. Sunday at 10 p.m. Yeah. Making yeah. everyone like, you know, hey, waste you their get, Sunday. Get the fuck out of here, buddy. Yeah, but they, no one will say it. Yeah. 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 It's, oh, it's, again, not bad. Not bad. No, 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 no. These aren't ones that I'm itching <laughs> to, to, to re-examine anytime this, this soon. This is not a piece of vinyl. I no. want to spin no, vinyl, again no. anytime, <laughs> anytime soon. Let's do it nine times. Nine? Nine times. Uh, it's... Shit. Okay, so, plot-wise, he runs this nightclub, which we will get into in depth in a moment. Sure. So, uh, Seymour Cazell comes by. T- we got this joint where you can gamble. You can gamble. You come in and gamble. He rolls up there with, you know, three women. Just, he is putting on the... Airs, yeah. Putting on the airs like crazy. Uh, somehow gets a line of credit extended and blows $23,000, which in today's money is $97,000. A lot of dollars. Yeah, so he is in a bad situation. Yeah. And... Uh, they come to him like, we can get rid of the debt. You just got to do a thing. Yeah. And that thing is kill a Chinese bookie who is, as it turns out, a big heavy hitter. Right. Uh, he's somebody that they weren't able to kill because he was too big. They use him to do it. And then they're like, eh, we'll take him out. Right. That's the broad strokes <clears throat> of yes. what's going on here. Uh, couched within that is a whole lot of madness. Um. So he owns a gentleman's club. Yeah, we'll go with that. The most insanely bizarre location I have ever witnessed in my life in a film. Oh, damn you. Yeah. Yes. You can't, you can't mention the club too much. No, we can't. He shows up. Yeah, he shows up. But within that institution, you have the strangest character Ever. Yes. And something that I don't get. Mr. Sophistication. Correct. Which is some guy who uh, apparently is no longer able to get cast in regional dinner theater productions of The Music Man. Right. And so he emcees a very... His last turn Uh at uh, the community theater doing Fiddler on the Roof. Yes. Uh Uh, That... Did it, not meet. It did not. No, it did so not. He get, wound up here at 
what is it called? Uh, the uh, the the wild uh, is it the crazy well, horse? Crazy horse west. west. The crazy horse west. Yeah. There's room for sequels here. There we is. Go to oh, the yeah. original corporate. Oh yeah. Crazy, crazy horse. horse and the crazy horse east. Mm-hmm. Maybe the crazy horse north. Yeah, maybe. That would be interesting. And south? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Let's live a little. <laughs> um, it's bizarre. Yeah. I don't understand because it is not a strip club. Per se. There are naked women, but they do these weird sketches. It's like avant-garde sketch comedy. <clears throat> sort of. With some occasional boobs in it. Yeah. Yeah. Nowhere near, I'm sorry, for a gentleman's club, nowhere near enough nudity. No. At all. And no. by that, I do mean Mr. Sophistication. Oh. I wanted him naked. That uh, naked, absolutely. doughy body. Yeah. Just flop sweating on Everything. Yeah. Sweat on me, slightly smaller, zero mustel. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, God. It. Oh, I, the entire time watching this, I was like, people are paying for this show. For the show. There's not, as far as I can tell, uh, a VIP room. No. A champagne room. No, uh-uh. Uh, no. Private dance. Yeah. Uh, no place where a gentleman could walk in wearing sweats yeah. and get a lap dance. <laughs> Like umbros, <laughs> no underwear, just high. <laughs> like yeah, lap yeah. dance. I come here by myself. So I need time with my thoughts. <laughs> Is Dixie it, in? Yeah. It's this odd. Did Cheyenne get my roses? <laughs> it's such an odd show because it's it's confusing. It's, and they spend a lot of time showing it, and it's just kind of. Yeah, they say, oh, yeah, he does all of it. The music, the choreography. The, the, the choreography is just kind of women vaguely Shuffling swaying. about. Yeah, swaying yeah. side to side and boob. shuffling. Here's one boob. Ah, here's another up. boob. Ah, ah, look, both of them. Ah. And then nothing. Like badly written songs yeah. sung by Mr. Uh, sophistication. sophistication. We're going to go take you down to Paris, France. Really? Yeah, let me take you on a trip of imagination yeah. to Gay Paris. Uh, imagination. <laughs> Here we are in Gay Paris. <laughs> look, look around you. We're in Paris. <laughs> look around you, Gay Paris. Imagination. That's exactly You're not even exa- I'm sitting here listening to you go... There's uh, uh, no exaggeration no, happening no. here. This, this is, is uh, this is what happened. Good God, this is exactly what happened. I didn't realize this was some sort of um, study of masculinity. Yeah, is is somehow I, this play supposed to this little these little s- s- pieces? Uh-huh. Uh Is Mister Sophistication supposed to be kind of a? A shadowy, uh, a send-up. He's a Christ figure. <laughs> I think it's I mean, very I don't know obvious. I, 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 yeah. I don't I to go all fucking uh, American statesman on you. Yeah. Austin American statesman on you trying to read into this shit. I'm yeah. not reading here. I don't I'm, know what's I'm, going on here. I'm falling down fucking crevasse. Yeah. And I'm reaching for the sides. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. No, neither do I. I. I I'm this, is, this is what's going on. <laughs> But here's the thing. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, he just threw glitter. Yeah, this is where Tom Waits is. He's on the Glitter and Doom yeah, tour, yeah. so he's Throwing glitter and yeah. dancing strangely. Is he stomping? Yeah. Oh, my God. Tom, I love you, but... But this is this is what I mean. Yeah, this, this is... is... 
This is what it's I'm just telling this. you. Yeah. It's now the joke is with me and my friend Mark Clapp is that he does this. He has these giant Tom Waits has these giant shows, and uh-huh. his tour managers just offside, just uh, stage left behind uh-huh. the curtain, holding giant bags with dollar signs on uh-huh. them. Yeah, yeah. Good one, Thomas. Yes, you did it. Uh, you did it by joke. But this guy in this club uh, seems to be doing it for fucking peanuts. Yeah, because it's on the ropes apparently. Financially. Yes, yes. There's four girls that work there, or uh-huh. five, four or five in that neighborhood, um, and they don't, and they just do these little shows. Yeah, one bartender. A music guy, two wait, three waitresses, three waitresses. Yeah, uh, that we meet later. And yeah, I mean, um, ten the, minutes before the film ends. Yeah, yeah, and about collectively three, four, four lights. Yeah, yes, uh huh. In this whole, yeah, like a weirdly building. large stage with a spiral staircase. I honestly, I don't get Mister Sophistication as a selling thing. And then later, when he's upset, I have if. If it doesn't go well, who gets the booze? I do. And if it does well, if it do- they get all the applause because they show their tits. <gasps> Ladies, let's be civil. Is, is Cassavetes trying to say that he's... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think the actors are just basically women showing their tits, but he's the one with the real... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going like, on. Had Mr. So- Sophistication been able to, like, had anything that seemed sophisticated about him, or had he been like a boffo, badass MC that kept the show going and sang like <clears throat> a fucking maniac and play? But no, they're just these weird acapella. I can't give you anything but love. Baby. I can't give you love. Hot love. Hot love. <laughs> Angrily staring dead eyed yeah, into oh. the guy in the front row. And he really, Hot love. And he did. He looks like the penguin. He looks like a sweaty, angry penguin. Yes. Uh, not like a bird, but the actual no, car- the character, villain. the villain, Oswald Cobblepot. He's, and he's just stick like, has this. He has the angry, about to snap look on his face. This whole all the time. I, mean, I can't put my finger all the time. All the time. I can't put my finger on it, but yeah. it has the same. This not so much woman of the influence, uh-huh. but this really has that. Um, when someone in their twenties is trying, I think I used this analogy last week. Uh-huh. Um. um Someone in their twenties is trying to explain Charles Bukowski to you. Yeah, yeah. In 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 or more glowing terms than Bukowski would ever use for himself. Right. Of course, Bukowski yeah. just did because did it because he had to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not taking anything away from Bukowski. Oh, not at, at all. all. Not at all. But I yeah. don't sit there and try to dissect Bukowski. Yeah. The same way I don't try to dissect a painting. Or right. deconstruct it. I just yeah. look at it as it is and accept it for what it is and, yeah. and appreciate it or not appreciate it yeah. for what it is. Um, but I can I can almost see this kind of person. I'm, I'm <sighs> building them brick by brick in my mind. Right. Of someone looking too deep into this. As yeah. I was doing for trying to be funny. But honestly, if they you could see this, this kind of person. Oh, absolutely. Who, Dude, who, I went to school with these, yeah. these people of which you speak. Yeah. <laughs> 
they don't drink scotch, but now they are. Yeah, yeah. They have a the pepper scotch to, and water. Trying to force it down and uh-huh. trying to explain to you. Yeah, this yeah, is more man. real, man, than any right. of your flashy Hollywood whatever. Man. Uh-huh. A lot yeah. of mans. Yeah, a lot of men. A lot of people man. named Boaz. Boaz. Yes. <laughs> yes. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, rather than just saying this is, as Cassavetes, I believe would agree, this is just what really happens. Yeah. That's yeah. what really happens in a really shitty, seedy, yeah. half-ass strip club in L.A. Question I believe, mark. yeah, L.A. Yeah. Uh, this is this is what happens. Yeah, yeah. They don't have enough money to have some sort of, you know, highfalutin badass, you know, strip club a la Last Boy Scout. Yeah, or whatever. This just right. It's just this. this. Is just this dingy, fucking, dingy, awful ugh. room with girls that are some are kind of pretty and some are like, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. real interesting mm-hmm. face and. Uh, a hot shot with with um, more balls than cash gets fucked, you know, gets gets uh, tied up with the mob yeah. or not the, whatever they are. Yeah, with some sort of mob small, happening. small yeah. outfit. Yeah, <clears throat> and shit goes wrong. Uh huh. And here's what would happen: yeah. it would be a lot of nothing happening. Yes, until they find you, and yeah. then something happens, and then you run away, uh-huh. and they couldn't find you. So what yeah. are you going to do in that time? Go back to the club. Yeah. Go to the phone. Yeah. Take the strippers to a movie. Take the strippers to a movie. Meander about. They find you. Okay, now more mm. action happens. Yeah, yeah. A guy sweats while eating spinach. Wearing gloves. Wearing gloves. Gloves. White gloves. Yeah. Oh, very like fucking traffic cop. Like David Lynch saw that and was like, I'm going to build a career on that. I think this is uh, this is what the, what the what target is here. Yeah. And we're going to make this happen. Yeah. Uh, huh. But I, I think that's what he's going for, realism. Yeah, he and is very much so. I mean, this is so verite it that's hurts. That's pretty, pretty obvious. Yeah. That was the most obvious thing I've ever said on this show. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> but it's painful because yes. it's so... Real, yeah. so banal, and so just exactly, and that's the thing that most oh. most people who go for realism are attempting to do the interesting parts of life realistically. Cassavetes is like, no, life is about nothing happening. <laughs> yes, lots of stuff doesn't happen. Yeah, lots of, more nothing happens than anything else. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you if you were to chart out your life in a pie graph of things that have happened, the largest segment of it would be. Nothing. 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 You're sitting there. Sitting there, like on this, like th- with this again. It hits that boredom you talked. We talked about last week, where it's like sitting in a room on a Sunday afternoon, listening to nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Just let's no- give it a moment, shall we? Yeah. Cassavetes. Yeah, Cassavetes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's ballsy. I mean, that's the thing. Cassavetes had stones with the way he went after this shit. Absolutely. Because it is. It's it's fucking quiet and soul crushing. Everybody leaves that out. Everybody leaves that out. Because I mean it's true. Yeah. How much nothing do the two of us do in a week? My, my commute when I take the train or the bus, I am sitting there doing fucking nothing. Right. For an hour and 45 minutes. And then coming home, I'm doing fucking nothing. I might fuck around on my phone and play a game or look on Facebook, but I am doing goddamn nothing. nothing. 
on your commute. You're driving around all day. You listen to Stern, you listen to your politics, all that, but mm -hmm. you're fucking doing nothing. It's I'm just nothing. this. Uh, nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing, tra la la. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and Cassavetes nails that, and he lets the air in. He really lets he the really air in. He really does, man. He does mm -hmm. to the point where it. it you're watching the movie, but slowly but surely, it's like he turns on you. Like, yeah. What are you watching? Yeah. What are you watching? What are Inside you, watching? you, motherfucker. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And you can see like someone less charismatic right. would have never gotten these films oh, made. Oh God, no. I would have been. I would paid large to hear <laughs> to be a fly on the wall listening to Cassavetti sell this to whatever producer. Yes. Yes. Like no. Just to hear the kind of. You know, the, the, feel the condensation coming off his glass as he spins around the room looking right. for another cigarette to explain, uh -huh. this is what happens, man. Yeah. So, Mead Roberts was the, the actor playing Mr. Sophistication. Oh, gotcha. Um, all that I kept saying throughout that film was, this is somebody I genuinely would avoid... <laughs> At every party ever, for all costs, completely, uh, no question. Right. Stay the fuck away from this guy. <laughs> um, let's see. Born 1930, New York. He was a writer and actor. All right. Um, yeah, not, not done a whole lot of things that I've heard of here. Uh, his character was, to say baffling, I think is... A, a massive understatement. He was going to have a two-man show with Brother Theodore. Yeah, realized that act would kick a hole in reality. Yeah, yeah. Brother Theodore was like, "No, <laughs> you <laughs> don't make sense." <laughs> Hipcat. Yeah. Hipcat, get on my car. Yeah, that, that. dude, and and it's weird because it's like anything that's sexy or interesting about the show that's happening, he is just. Fuck sucks the air out. Just, just <laughs> fucking destroys. Like, oh wow, that is huh. wow, wow. That's it's it's like when you're a kid and you're watching a movie with your parents, and a nude scene comes on <laughs> that you're like, oh god, oh, yes, <laughs> right. No, mom, I'm not staring. Oh, oh wow, yeah. I j I don't know why they have to put all this nudity in movies, mom. Right. Honestly, it just why don't they tell me about that woman as a person? Right. <laughs> you, you can what the fuck, man? It just boom. Uh, that's what that guy is, man. He just kills all of it. Uh, it's weird. I I feel like Cassavetes with it, a lot of his stuff is almost like Faulkner. Yeah. Because I've never been a fan of Faulkner. <clears throat> right. And when I I just remember studying, you know, doing uh barn burning. The barn burner mm -hmm. in college, and all these people like, oh, I thought it was so great. I loved it. I was like, I, I was bored, fucking tears by this <laughs> story. But then people like, oh, really? You have to read it, you know, five or six times to be able to unpack it and for it to click. And I look, was like, look, people, I was gonna, I was gonna use this when I was explaining this Boaz character in my mind. Yeah, yeah. trying to dissect Cassavetti's film was the same person trying to dissect Faulkner for me. Yes. I'm not smart enough for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's how I'm I, good. That's yeah. just speaking for me. Right. I, 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 I've read Faulkner. Yeah. You know, but maybe I'm like Otto from fucking uh, uh, Fish Called Wanda. Uh-huh. 
can read it, I don't understand it. Right. Like an ape reading philosophy. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm yeah. perfectly comfortable at 40 years of age to go, yeah. I don't fucking know. I don't get this. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Well, and here's the way that I look at it, too. When I read a story or a novel or anything like that, it it has to be good enough for me to want to read it again, to go back and read it again. Right. It's got to have something in it that I'm like, I'm hooked. I want to go back into this. But yeah. what you get with Faulkner, for me at least, was something I read. I'm like, I don't really get this. This bores the fuck out of me. This was the longest, you know, 12 pages I've ever read in my life. Yeah. This movie. Well, we really talked about running past that fence, didn't we? Yeah, we did. My we God. Did, yeah. Now, there are ways to say that. Uh, uh, there's something to say, rather, about how Faulkner writes. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. are two different things. Oh, yes. There's yes. a way how James Joyce writes uh -huh. and how everyone else is kind of fucks about. Right. Right. Doesn't mean uh -huh. <clears throat> that I'm going to fill my library with nothing but James Joyce. Yeah. That's not how I want to spend my time. Are you going to read Ulysses? I'm I tried not, to read I'm Ulysses not, and I got a ways into it. I was like, no. Ah, this is. But I'm not. That's not. About the audience. Yeah, exactly. I can appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Of course. Of and, course and I can. I get that there are some people who dig it. Absolutely. love it. This is one of those movies that, I don't know, maybe we watch it two or three times and it's like, ah, I get this Look, now. If I didn't have anything to do tomorrow uh -huh. and uh, I decided to uh, just start smoking again yeah, and drink all the liquor in this house, yeah, I would probably at some point... Enter a fugue state where all of this makes perfect sense, and it's the most beautiful film I've ever seen. Yeah, perhaps, 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 perhaps yeah. not. Perhaps, perhaps not, I yeah. fall asleep in my chair uh -huh. when Mister Fucking Sophistication sings another. Oh, a land of make believe and imagination. Let me take you to Burbank. <laughs> where not much happens. Hey, that diner at the corner makes a pretty good tuna melt. Imagination. <laughs> hey, I gotta check the pressure in my tires. Uh, what was her name? He looks like a rage killer. Seriously, that just that uh, that just goes on like that. It goes on, and th that was about half of it, half of it, and it just oh, it yeah, continues all in a sweaty, small, smoke-filled room, sweat Doritos, stale smoke. Just I could this honestly, uh, this is Mister Sophistication on that stage. All I can think of it is like. Imagine if when you were a kid, 
you were masturbating and your mother called you and you answered the phone and you oh shit why am i oh no oh that's what it is oh <laughs> suddenly you choose like it's my mom sure i'll answer the call and not stop that's the level of discomfort FaceTime. that occurs excellent hi mom wow <laughs> Uh, oh. That's the shit that's weird to me with it is, is I don't get where most of the shit works. I don't get it. It don't make I'm telling you. It sends me. Yeah, it does. It really fucks it with me. It really does. It really does. It's just it gives so much space that you have time to think about not being entertained. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, and that's the thing is oh this God. is for all the other ones I like this. God, I, I, the Emperor has no cause. This is not an entertaining movie. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't know if it's supposed to be. I don't, yeah, that's yeah. I don't. Hey, we can hear John from the grave, from beyond the grave. It's not meant to be entertainment. Mm -hmm. Entertainment's everywhere, man. Yeah, you don't get that with me. Right. Right. Okay. As you said, though, now you now you know why Nick makes the kind of movies he does. Nick's like, it's, I'm not good. I want things to be okay. Yeah. I want everyone to have enough to eat. Yeah. And dress well and know how to bathe and to be in love. Yes. How about that? that, that Everything's that. fucking great. Yes. That's that's my movie. That's my truth, Dad. Uh, yeah. Everything is fine. Uh -huh. As he bashes his head into yeah. a fucking window. No, 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 no. Yeah. And it, it is though it is a lot of the you know the the um the really cool like audition scene that he's doing with that woman where it's it's getting uh, and then yeah things are going the a other lady way shows up and holy shit all hell breaks right. loose with a quickness <laughs> almost uh, like ooh what's gonna happen next oh of course uh. what's, that's what's gonna happen next me being uncomfortable yeah that that's what we have. This uh, this movie traffics in discomfort. Yes, it yes. genuinely, and truly does. There's an argument to be made that certain art should do that. Yeah, I yeah, agree, absolutely. But I also agree that I can go to the microphone and say this: "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. There was some. It just again, it's one of those where plot was secondary to the banality of life. That's really, I mean, it's, I didn't see any deconstruction of masculinity. I saw. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. That does feel a lot of, well, oh no, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to polish this one up a lot. I didn't see that at all. Like to me, Cassavetes is very much about the reality of your surroundings to quote the fish, the, the fishbone album title the reality of your surroundings right and it's one where he looks at it such an unflinching way yeah and that i think is very admirable and t talking about the shots where even with no one in this shot that room that hallway that looks like the 70s yeah that industrial Absolutely. hallway that is the 70s yeah i agree mm. god just the uh the weirdness of it all it's Ugh. Ugh, yeah. Everything needs to be washed. It yes, yes, that is perfect. <laughs> everything. everything needs to be washed. Everything. It's all dirty and ugh. And just I, I don't, there there are movements in this film where um you know the whole signing things over when he's signing the loan uh -huh. at the uh gambling establishment. Yeah. Again, we get that it's all just a game of faces. Yeah. The movement of faces in that uh, scene. Uh-huh. And then, okay, well, life's over now. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. 
Well, at one point, I remember you saying, and so the, the rest of the movie is just he gets the money together. And, and pays them back. Pay, pays, the, pays the debt. Yeah. You know, it's, the, it is a real-time gathering of money yeah. and driving there. It turns into a weird episode of 24 at that right. point. Like, yeah, I've got to take this to him. Yeah. Selling <sighs> things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't does. know, but it, it, uh, as you say, it's um, he doesn't he doesn't turn away. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. It is eyeball to eyeball the whole time. Yeah. At all. At all. E- yeah. E- even the uh, and we all know deep down that um, organized crime is much like this. Yeah. It's not like The Godfather. It's not no. like Goodfellas. It's not mm. like. Even Donnie Brasco, yeah, which is more stripped down as far as all that goes. Yeah, it's yeah. much more just a guy in t-shirt and shorts right. rather than a, a suit. Really. Yeah, yeah. But it is very disorganized. It is mm-hmm. very harem scarum. They give yeah. him a car to him to take down to to do the job. It blows a tire. So rather than him going doing something else, he goes and just finishes the job. He yeah gets out on the freeway, goes back to the car a couple of times. Uh huh. Then. Goes to a gas station, calls a cab, uh-huh. goes to a diner. Yeah, yeah. Gets burgers to feed the dogs. Twelve burgers, and it's not wrapped because if he had to unwrap the paper, it'd make time. noise yeah. and take more time. So. so it's just so. Yeah, and that's the most action in the film. Yeah, it is. Is that whole is, yeah. sequence? Uh huh. But even then, yeah. like I'll, I'm going to have a whole scene where we talk about where him ordering the burgers. And in exchange with the waitress, yeah, we and the, individually and the, wrap them with individually wrap. And here's why: because my 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 wife doesn't like waste. And then the bartender is going to say, "Yeah, I really understand. Yeah. I understand, buddy. Yeah. She didn't mean anything by it." And then we'll have this whole exchange, yeah, because that's what will fucking happen. Mm-hmm. It would just be the series of people getting in your way, yeah. when all you have to do is get something done, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it makes it uncomfortable. Oh yeah, but you on edge. Well, and you know what else kind of puts you on edge. Cassavetes doesn't use music. No. Like, there's no score. There's no soundtrack. No, no, no. It's it's all diegetic stuff that's yeah. actually happening on screen. And there's no... you. That, I noticed first in No Country for Old Men, was the first time that it ever really jumped out at me, mm-hmm. not having a score. You, f- you forget how uncomfortable that makes a movie feel. Yeah. I mean, really, because it's like, wow, there, when there is stillness, it's not underplayed by anything. And that's fine for moments, but when it is constant, yeah, that can be kind of... You start trying to fill in the spaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a, a lot of moods that, that are tough to read. In this movie, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of times oh, where yeah. it's tough to read what's happening and there are no real cues... Uh, again, not not a complaint, just a very cool way of doing things. Yeah. I mean, Kazara's performance is a fucking essay in what mood is going on. Yeah. He essentially has the same mood, slightly more irritated or just irritated. Yeah, yeah. The entire time. That doesn't mean it's just one-dimensional. No, not no, at no. all. Not in the slightest. <clears throat> but it's just so... It's shades of irritation. <laughs> the Ben Gazara story. <laughs> it just is. 
I don't know what other way to put, any other way to put it. There isn't another way to put it. That's exactly what it is. They don't have a slight moment of levity towards the end where you kind of get the quote-unquote message if there is one. Right. And I mean, not a message. Not but, the yeah. message, but a message mm-hmm. being put mm-hmm. across by the uh, by the writer. Right. But just a little. Yeah. And just when you think, okay, the goddamn walls are coming in on me. I just can't take this. What's going to happen next? Because yeah. you don't, genu- genuinely, you don't know what's going to happen. You do not know. That is correct. That I have absolutely I've never correct. seen this film until today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. What, what, this is all, maybe it's all just harem scare him and Casavetes is just full of shit. Maybe yeah. I'm, maybe I'm being fooled here. Maybe we're all being fooled. Yeah. Maybe this is just He's bullshit. made fools and of then us all. Yeah. You get a, uh, sh- the camera pulls back. It's lined with girls on either side, and he and Kazara's character stands up and has a moment to himself. Yeah, just one beat to himself. Yeah, after he gives his speech about, I mean, a little talk about you know wh- what it means to be happy and yeah. go out there and we're gonna have a good show and everything's fine. Uh huh. And then he has a moment. Yeah. It, and he's these little bits of gold. Yeah. Throughout the film, that being the biggest one. Yes. Where you oh. It, it was oh. sort of like in that uh, Danny Trejo documentary where he goes back to his old jail cell mm-hmm. and you see that look on his face that walls are down. Yeah. Had broken fucking instant in yeah. his life. And yeah, it's a guy who's genuinely contemplating what the meaning of all this shit is going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. It's... it's. And you, within that little moment, you can pour whatever you like. Yeah. And you wouldn't be wrong. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you pour into it. Uh-huh. He knows he's going to die. Yeah. He knows it's over. He uh-huh. knows more people are coming for him. Yeah. Whatever. Because at that point, he's already, as far as we know, uh-huh. killed the guys who were trying to kill him. Right. Or at least two of them. Yeah. Yeah. He's shot in the side, bleeding. That's not going to end well. No. It's one of those things where I love the Tarantino from uh, from. Reservoir Dogs are like, oh, you, you're getting shot in the gut. It hurt like hell, but it takes a long time to die from. Yeah. Yeah, but <coughs> you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most densely packed area of organs. Yeah. So much can go wrong. So much. Yeah. I, uh. It all rhyme with sepsis. Yeah. It really, <coughs> yes, really, really <laughs> does. You get hit in. And he, you know, shit, he was hitting on the left. That was at the fucking liver. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's curtains for you. Yeah. Uh, man, Cassavetti, he's, he's uncompromising, and that's amazing. Uh, but yeah. his his tying down, you know, looking at what the world is. That's. And he's right. It's an interesting. Well, yeah, oh, he's absolutely, absolutely right. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, I. Not one thing have I seen from John Cassavetes where I would say, well, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Nope, he, he not at is, all. He is so verite. Like, this is next-level cinema verite. Oh, yeah. And it's so fucking American. Mm-hmm. It is. <coughs> it is, yeah. In, a, in the best way possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, you, can all, you know, you can do cinema verite across the... Across the ocean, and uh-huh. even when they're being still, they're not really being still. Right. You know, things are shot just so. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This isn't. No, no, This no, is no. just a kicked open apple crate, and like yeah. film it, uh-huh. and have that guy standing there looking at the crate. Yeah. For yeah. an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sort of lack of traditional structure, literally sitting there watching, like, this movie could be over in the next shot or another hour and a half long. 
Yes. I, I, we literally could be watching this movie end, or it could never end. <laughs> They're still playing somewhere. It could still In the Kazalaverse. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh-huh. another dimension. Yeah. Where it, only he happens. Yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting. I enjoyed it, but... 1976? Yeah, 76 was when the Rajat's opening night. That's our next one. 1976. I don't know what was going on in cinema in 1976 for this to just kick a hole into it. Well, I think it was just so part of everything else that was happening. It was such a unique voice. I mean, such a unique take on just the concept of what it means to make a movie. Yeah. Uh, Let me see. I'm going to... Chinese Boogie. Look that up again. Ugh. Killing of a Chinese brings it up. Uh, so 76. Let me see what the 1976 Academy Awards were, just to get an idea. I believe this was Godfather or Godfather 2, but uh, um, 1976 Academy Awards. So we'll go for the ones that took place for, for the year that this came out. So it is, okay, Network. Rocky. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Network Rocky, Bound for Glory, Taxi Driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um this fits wonderfully when that uh Yeah. This was dead on in that yeah. time period. Things were just, falling to shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean fucking all over. I'm just checking all this out. Yeah, it, it, those are the main ones for later it. hangover of the Vietnam War. Yeah. Yeah. Economics going to shit. Yeah. This was also around the time of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <coughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, sh- Shampoo, uh, Barry Lyndon, oh, Jaws, yeah. Nashville. I mean, this was... Yeah. Th- there was such a massive flux happening because this was where the idea of the blockbuster was occurring with Jaws. Right. And uh, so it was very anti-establishment in, in every way possible because this is when the establishment was establishing itself. Yeah. Um, World of the anti-heroes and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I, man. Since. Yeah, Cassavetes just went for it. He did. Uh, and I, I like it. Yeah. It's just, uh, I like it because it makes me, <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. It makes me stare at that kicked open apple crate a little right. too long. Right. I, I, I get that. I, I like that. I think maybe watching the 30 minute shorter one might have been a better idea, but whatever. No. Nah. I don't know, dude. Go it's, for the gusto. Yeah, exactly. Johnny Cass is. Uh, <laughs> I don't. It, it, it's unique. It's one of those things where, good, bad, indifferent. Everything he does is so. Absolutely, what he wants to do. Yeah, and that's what I like about it. Is it's almost you know Ayn Randy, and he's he's Rourke. He really is. Where it's, I would rather I, burn this fucking thing to the ground than compromise on the way I want to do it. And it feels very... I, I, I can flip a coin and say whether this is completely planned out or just going by the gut. Yeah, yeah. Because I can see things in certain scenes and things that were shot and how they were shot where he just says, uh-huh. yeah. stay on it. Stay on it. Yeah, hold. Just hold it. And then starts to look around the room. At everyone else. Uh-huh. Engages when to call cut. Yeah. By how he's feeling. Uh-huh. I really do. Yeah. I, it feels like it's just instinctual. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to go with this. John Cassavetes is like a coach. You run until the whistle. <laughs> the scene yes. ends when I say cut. Right. I'm, like, no, no, we're going to let it go. 
He goes and gets a cup of coffee, comes <laughs> he back. Comes he's back. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And, and and either it works or it doesn't. Right. Uh, right. Either it flows or it doesn't. But more often than not, right on. Oh, yeah. And then, where most people who would do that, you would just have a collection of, huh, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Maybe maybe you get the same emotional reaction or or intellectual reaction from yeah. the same people watching the same thing, uh-huh. but every once in a while, yeah. That son of a bitch nails nails it. it. Gives you a shining diamond. Ben Gazzara standing there. That look that on his face. Is a that. diamond. A one shot where he's walking through the club and it's just a light past his face. Yeah. That's a diamond. In uh Woman Under the Influence, she walks to the bar and you see the light past her face. Yeah. That's a diamond. Yes. These yes. little things uh-huh. that uh, you true. just don't it make you stick with almost anything uh, for me, yeah. purely for myself. I'll watch anything he has out there yeah. just so I can pan through it to yeah. find those little things. Oh, and goddamn. The man, I think... And I'm not reading shit into that. That's oh, yeah. a fact. These oh, are yeah. facts. People... You can look at that shot of Gina Rowland's face yeah. when she walks in a bar. Not the bar itself, her face. Yeah. And you go, I don't know, no big deal. Well, I can't do anything for you. Right, right. Okay, you don't like movies. It's one That's of those cool. things where with Cassavetes, <clears throat> everyone talks about, oh, what he did with filming, oh, the, the, the way he changed... He doesn't, I think, he does not get the respect as a cinematographer, as yeah. a photographer that he that he should get. His shots are gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, there, he's no Kurosawa because oh, no, no, no. no one ever will be, but everything he does is so precise and beautiful. I don't think anything happens in it by accident. It's the... Uh, um, that uh, Terry Gilliam, there was a documentary about the making of the 12 monkeys called The Hamster Factor. Uh-huh. And what it is, is there, what it comes from is there is this shot where there's all this shit on screen. And down in like the lower left hand corner is a hamster in a wheel. And the hamster wasn't running. So he's like, no, we're going to keep, we're going to hold, we're going to do this. Like, uh, that he, the hamster needs to be running. <laughs> it's. N- fucking gold medal to you if you caught it the first time you right. saw it without it being pointed out to you that there was even a hamster there. Right. But for Gilliam, it was, this has to be this way. With Cassavetes, I think every shot is, no, I know exactly how I want it to look, and it has to look this way. Yeah, It has to look this way. And you see it like, holy shit, that's fucking impressive. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful eye. And that... To know I, what you want and know how to get it. Yes. I mean, uh-huh. Yeah. Because you don't get enough of that from a lot of directors. You don't get the. You don't. I, I say you very these days. Yeah. It's very rare. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do get directors who get good shots, but you don't get the feeling that. Yeah, you you. This is the only way it ever could have looked for you, right. and you did it until you got it exactly how you wanted. I've watched so many comic book movies, for example, right. taking over the universe as they are of mm. movie making. Because that's where the money is yes. currently. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you do start, for me, I start to get a little bit of this same shot fatigue. Yeah. Because there's kind of only one way, apparently, that they can do this. Uh-huh. And at some point, your eyes just go to sleep. Right. Where you find yourself just kind of slack-jawed and staring off. Uh-huh. Rather uh-huh. than engaged. Yeah. Well, and that's what I like that that's happening with Star Wars right now mm. is that they're doing shit that looks different. Have you seen the Rogue One trailer? Oh yeah. I mean, some of the shots from that are brilliant. Like, okay, they're but it's not the same thing. That's for sure. Yeah, they're visually doing something different. Right. 
And that is, it's refreshing because it's very difficult to do and very rare. Because with comic book movies, it is a Marvel film looks like this. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And a there's nothing DC wrong with it. film looks like this. It looks this. like this. Well, that's still in flux. Yeah. Yeah. A <laughs> DC film looks like. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a little dangerous. Maybe it's a little. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Which makes it. More unnerving because you realize just how much money's on the line. Yeah. Are we really doing that, Zach? Yeah. Okay. Well, what okay. gets me with this, though, is if you look at it, when you bring in a director into something that's sort of set and allow that director to do what that director does in their way, allow their style to be mm. part of it, you normally end up with something that works beautifully in a way that it never has before. With this, I am speaking very specifically about Skyfall. Mm -hmm. Because... You bring an Academy Award winning di former director of the Royal Shakespeare Company right. and say, do this your way. You come up with something that looks very different, yeah. but it still fits with the world. It right. is the best looking version of that world. And with somebody like Cassavetes, he's going to do it his way. I think if the Marvel and the comic book films were smart, it would be, okay... How do you envision this? Go do what you do with this. Mm -hmm. Do your thing. Because uh, then you get interesting shit. Of those, uh, every frame of painting, the coolest one that you got to see is what is Bayhem? Where it talks about how Michael Bay shoots stuff. And the guy compares the way Bay shoots things to people who try and copy him. Mm -hmm. and it's funny because it's like there are striking differences. And you sort of realize right away, oh, my God, everyone who tries to ape what Bay does doesn't get it. Oh, no, no. And holy shit, Bay's stuff looks good. The camera spinning around the person shot. Oh, yeah. The What, what they point out, like they showed a, a different version of it. It's like uh, from, I think, the movie Battleship. He's standing there. The camera whips around him. There's a blue background behind him, and that's it. What Michael Bay does with this he whips it around, and there's something in the background to give you sort of a parallax. Like, oh, oh wow. yeah, he does uh, it constantly and, with sunrises. Yeah, and the person stands up, st stands up, and then looks off into the distance. So yeah. you have motion, you have yeah, yeah. your eye being directed in a certain area, and it's these things that he does that add to it where it's like, holy shit, that's little things like in Pearl Harbor when the Japanese planes are flying over, and you have a guy walk out of the building and he looks up at the planes, but he's not looking at the planes that are on screen. He's looking up off screen at planes mm -hmm. and immediately communicates, there's a whole a lot, lot more. more. Yeah. And it's brilliant. Bay is... Visually, he's got his shit together. But when you have somebody, you realize it when you have somebody who doesn't have that idea of it. These Cassavetes movies, if somebody else was filming them, if somebody else without that eye was shooting them and you weren't getting these amazing things, they would be unwatchable. Absolutely unwatchable. Yeah. Everything would be wrong. The tone would be lost. Yeah. And the mood would oh, yeah. be utterly destroyed. Yes. This is... The vinyl versus digital argument. Yes. Uh -huh. like, it's imperfections are what make it good. Mm -hmm. The scene, mm -hmm. because some of it is so muddy, yeah. because the sound is so fucked up in yeah. certain spots, it really is. Yes. There oh, are yeah. spots where guys are talking, and you're like, what, what is going uh, on? Why, why are you and, not and, miking And, and someone came to John Cassavetes and said, look, this did not catch very well. I love it. Yeah, that's, that's the point. That's what I wanted. Is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then yeah. runs out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. He, Eyes darting left to right. He knows what he wants, and he knows how to get what he wants. And it makes it unique. It makes it interesting. And that's that's the 
That's the thing with it's John. Interesting. Yeah, it's always going to be interesting, and it's always going to have just just enough to draw you in through the visuals of it. And yeah. that it's it's weird. It's I'm so perplexed by this because Cassavetes is one of those directors that I want to like more than I do. He is one of those directors that I think is it's like James Joyce. I like the idea of him more than I like what he actually does. Like yeah. I like the idea of Cassavetes a lot, but like I said a lot most of these movies I cannot see going back and watching again. No. I don't see myself watching Killing of a Chinese Bookie again. I've watched it twice, and I'm okay with it. Might at some point watch the shorter version. I think the only way to watch some of these films is the way we're doing it right now. Yeah. Watching it with an eye eye to, well, I have to talk about this later. Yeah, yeah. So let me pay attention as much as I can. Uh Uh-huh. Rather Uh than, I'm at home. Yeah. Let me look at my phone. Right. Let me uh, do this. Like the way that we watched the last two of the Antoine Duaniel movies. Because well, look, shit happens. Yeah, that that Antoine, you, you got old, baby. Yeah, you got old. It don't work no more. It's <clears throat> uh, I th- honestly, Cassavetes to me is just the king of moments. Yeah. And you really have to look at his films in those ways. I think as as collections of moments, and some moments are perfect. Some moments feel like you don't get enough time with them, and some moments are ruined because they go on too long. Yeah, And that's not to say that they're ineffective or don't work, but there are moments in this movie where, wow, this is going on too long. That's the point. That's what you're going for. I, mean, I, I cannot see how the scenes in the strip club were meant to be anything other than wildly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I did, not just uncomfortable, but discomforting. Yeah, because there, there's no way that there's no way Act that his I, yeah, there's no way that his idea was this is going to be something different than that. There's no fucking way. I, I'll never buy it. Yeah, yeah. If you said, oh no no, it's supposed to be joyous. Yeah, no, no you're. I'm no, supposed to be no, upset by no, this. No, this is supposed to make me want to kill somebody. kill myself with yeah. a brick. Yes, with, with a temple. brick. With a brick. Oh man. But it is interesting. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. Yeah. So, Do you think that's good? Yes. I'm just going to keep saying the same thing over and yeah, over again. Yeah, we're, we're under an hour. I guarantee you this is the only film podcast in the history of film podcasts where people talked about Casavet- Casavetes and uh, Bay. Yeah. The same, same conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, com- well, without, you know, disparaging Bay. Yeah. Complimented the both in the same way. What's interesting, this right here, hearing the hisses and the pops, Yeah, you know, it's kind of like my feeling on, on, there's something awesome about seeing a, an old print of a film. Mm. These, if I, you got an old print that had, you know, some scratches and some pops in the audience, some hairs on it, and sure, I think it would add a lot to it because that feels like the way a movie that looks like this needs to be watched. Yeah. And I just take a bottle of that uh, pepper whiskey and, and, uh, and it's pepper scotch into Alamo when they play the 70 millimeter of this and uh, it's poured over a bucket of ice. And this is going to sound weird as hell, but bear with me. These, fe- these feel like movies that you watch in the theater during the day. Oh, yeah. And that it's weird, but yeah. it fits. Because remember when you were a kid and every once in a while you'd go to the movies with your parents during the day? Yes. And how odd 
That was when you were a kid. Now it's not really that big a deal, but when you were a kid, it was just... You come out and the sun's so much brighter. Yeah, really is the world. Now what are we going to do with the rest of our day? Yeah. It's not really enough daylight left to do much of anything, uh-huh. except drive slowly home. Yeah. In silence. Mm-hmm. And just awkwardly look at mom. That's it, this is the ride home. Yeah. It's that discomforting shit where you try to say something just to fill the silence. You're not talking, you're not saying anything for any reason other than it is. Buttered noodles? Yeah. Buttered noodles. (laughs) That was that, yeah, that, that, that was that, 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 that. I definitely saw that. All right, so join us next week for opening night, from which I understand is verite, but also has a little bit more of an impressionistic thing happening. So, so there's that. That'll be interesting. See you then.